Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. The topic today is next generation email encryption. I'm talking with Bob Janicek, the CTO and founder of Datamotion. Bob, it's a pleasure to talk with you again. Yeah, hi Tom, it's a pleasure being here. Bob, to start out with, give me a sense. What does the recent Epsilon data breach tell us about the importance of email encryption? Sure. Well, well, Tom, um, email is a killer app. It's used by most businesses. And because I guess it's so ubiquitous, it's taken for granted. Even companies that should know better, uh, like Epsilon, don't think of protecting it. And the same goes for companies in the financial industry and in banking and healthcare, insurance. Companies that deal with sensitive information send it over email just because it's taken for granted. In Epsilon's case, the sensitivity was the relationship between the email addresses and the companies that those people did business with. So, for instance, a bank's customers uh, could be correlated between their email list uh, and, you know, therefore it could be used by uh, a phishing attack or a, a specifically um, called spear phishing where you know the relationship of the email address and the companies that that person does business with, and you can masquerade email messages to those users, mimicking what the bank looks like, for instance, and getting them to divulge sensitive information like their login details. So that type of information was very sensitive, and especially the relationship between the email and the companies, and that really should have been protected. Bob, it seems to me that this case was a wake-up call for a lot of organizations about encryption. And so if you take that as a premise, what would you say is the business case today? Why should we encrypt our email? Sure. Well, there's really five main areas that we would like to focus on uh, as to you know, why an organization should implement encrypted email. Uh, the first that I'll highlight is that it protects prior, proprietary data uh, about the business, things like intellectual property, um, their financials, uh, communication among their board of directors. There's all sorts of things that an organization communicates that is part of its secret sauce and that shouldn't get out in the public. And so protecting the, you know, their own data is probably the first reason to use email encryption. Secondly, if they communicate to their customers, especially if they send sensitive data like account statements, social security numbers, uh, the types of assets that may be in a customer's portfolio. This type of information um, needs to be protected. And also by protecting it, you're showing the customer that you value uh, your relationship with them, and that serves to increase your, your brand value. In a similar sense to protecting data about their customers, a business needs to also protect the data that they exchange with their business partners. So whether that data contains customer data, or, or other you know, data about the organization, the, the communication to business partners uh, is definitely a channel that should be protected. And the one that we all think of, which is the fourth in this list, is compliance with privacy regulations and audit requirements. In the financial space, there are numerous privacy regulations on the federal level and also on the state level of governing the types of information that can be sent over the public internet. A lot of firms are sending out this information, maybe they're unaware of it, but they, that would put them in breach of these privacy regulations. And then lastly, from a pure um, business improvement perspective, sending things electronically 
is much more efficient than using legacy processes like telephone, postal mail, and fax. So by running more of your business um, electronically, you, you gain a strategic advantage over those companies that are left behind um, using paper and fax and phone and such. So those vital exchanges of information, though, should also be done by encrypted email. Well, that's a good uh, introduction to the why. When you're looking at level setting where we are with email encryption today, what would you say are the fundamentals of email encryption as we know it? Sure. Well, I mean, the key fundamental of email encryption, and the reason we do it, is because you want the message and the attachments to go across you know, the Internet in a secure manner. I mean, that's, that's by and large, the, the driver uh, for most businesses today. Um, and just a little bit of background on that because there is some confusion in the market as to how email really works. There's three main legs that an email message takes. Um, the one goes from the organization you know, up to their mail server or to their, their um, cellular provider. The other leg goes across the Internet to the recipient's systems. And then the final leg goes from the recipient systems down to their client. So it's like an up, over, and down uh, type of scenario. The up and down legs between the organization and their servers and such are usually secure. But the one that crosses the public internet is the one where hackers can eavesdrop on those messages. In fact, the message doesn't just go from the sender system to the recipients. It actually takes many hops as it goes across the internet. Uh, it's, they call it a World Wide Web, and one of the reasons is that it has a very high availability should any of the legs of, of the, the uh, system go down. So hops are built into the system. At every one of those points where there's a hop, the message um, is open for you know, hackers and unintended people to see that message, even long after the recipient has received the message. So you know, with that uh, understanding of the way um, the uh, email flows across the Internet, uh, I just wanted to just say some of the goals um, of encryption, of email encryption, um, and yeah, I can say the main goal is that it sends messages securely across the Internet. That's done typically with a toolbar button that's added to the sender's email client. And it allows them to click, for instance, a send secure button instead of a send button if they want the message to go securely. And then another main way that messages are sent securely is by examining their content. So when a message, before it leaves the organization's perimeter, it goes through a content scanner and it looks for sensitive data like credit card numbers or social security numbers or account numbers, it can send a message securely on their behalf. So, you know, the one way is the user initiated by hitting a send secure, the other is by having the message inspected. So, Bob, if that's email encryption as we know it today, how do you define next generation encryption? To, before I set up the next gen uh, scenario, I think it's important to understand the premise of the first gen systems. In the first gen system, the encrypted email is given to internal users, like employees, and they send messages from their desktop to external users. It's a one way exchange of secure messages. In a next gen solution, we're looking at the bi directional aspect of email. And these systems empower both the internal employees, along with their customers and business partners, to initiate an encrypted message. Two other aspects of NextGen, which I think are important, are bringing the content inspection up another level. 
It's one thing to look for patterns that may be an account number or a pattern that's a social security number, but a lot of those uh, patterns or that are matched turn out to be false alarms. So increasing the accuracy of the system by actually using live lists of data and scanning against the live list of account numbers, not just any, for instance, nine-digit number, but the actual 100,000 account numbers that a financial firm may have, or, or you know, a million or 10 million. But using a live set of data and not guessing increases the accuracy of the system and therefore users are more comfortable you know, implementing it. And then lastly, I just wanted to point out that in a next-gen system, mobile becomes a first-class citizen. Your employees today have iPads and iPhones and Androids, and they expect their email system to work with those, which, it's, which they do you know, very well today. However, the encrypted email systems uh, in the first gen treated those as second-class citizens, if, if at all, um, being compatible. In the next-gen system, as easy as it is to use email on those devices, that's also as easy as it is to send and receive encrypted email. Now, Bob, I know you've got a number of customer success stories. If you look at your customer base, tell us how organizations actually have reduced costs by moving into next-generation encryption. Sure. Well, yeah, I have a few examples. Um, one of our customers is a credit union, and they're using some of these next-gen features to, to greatly reduce uh, some costs. And, and specifically, they allow their customers and partners to initiate encrypted messages into their organization, whereas previously they had to handle faxes, postal mail, and telephone calls. Now, the customer-initiated encrypted email was so efficient that they were able to reduce their call center headcount by three employees. So that's one example. I have a, just a couple more quickly. Um, another that we have is a bank uh, that's uh, they use secure email to send uh, PIN reset requests for the customers that have ATM cards. Uh, they send out via encrypted mail instead of postal mail. And that dramatically cut the costs of physical delivery, and it also increased their customer satisfaction since they get pin resets you know, within the hour as opposed to having to wait you know, a couple days. And then one last one that I'd like to highlight, probably the biggest cost saver that I've ever been associated with, uh, is a state agency that eliminated one and a half million overnight courier delivery de deliveries per year by switching to encrypted email. And it actually turned that agency from a cost center into a profit center. Wow, very compelling examples. Now, a couple minutes ago, Bob, you used the, the term about mobile devices, saying that the next generation solutions really make mobile the star. Give us a sense of how your encryption solution in particular does help integrate with mobile devices. Sure. Uh, most people are familiar um, uh, with apps on mobile devices, and apps are used to extend the capability. But from an email perspective, you want to really be in your email client on the mobile device. You don't want to have to go click an icon, log into some app, just to see if you have a secure message. Or if you happen to be creating a message in the, in the device's email client, and then you say, well, yeah, that really should go securely, you don't want to cut and paste out of that, that um, email client and launch an app and initiate a secure message. So what we've done is look at that, that behavior of users, that they want to be in their mobile device's email client, and we've completely integrated our secure mail product 
you know, into the into the mobile device's client. So a user can launch their email client, send a standard message, or send a secure message in exactly the same way. And also, when they retrieve a secure message, other than it coming to the, the device securely, it looks exactly the same as a standard message. Uh, they can read it immediately. They can access the attachments immediately. It works exactly the same as standard email. Bob, final question for you. The big question everybody's going to have is where do you get started? So for organizations that really want to pursue this next generation of email encryption, what advice do you offer them? Yeah, when, when an organization is creating their requirements, they really should not just think about the, compli the compliance and privacy aspects of sending outbound email. Um, email encryption brings much more value than this. What they should do is consider what processes could be more efficient by allowing their customers and partners to initiate secure messages back to them. Uh, for instance, can they eliminate positions in their call center or maybe reassign those positions to other areas? Um, secondly, the, they need to look at a multi-layered approach um, to email security. Um, adding a button to the email client is called user-initiated secure mail. It should also be backed up by a gateway-level approach where the outbound messages are scanned for sensitive content. That way, their employees' backs are covered in case they click the wrong button, they click send when there was something sensitive in the message. So that multiple layer of defense you know, is considered a best practice in email security. And then um, finally, you want to make sure that email encryption treats your mobile users as first-class citizens. You want to make sure that they use it in a way that's most natural to them, where it's built into the email client. If they have to go out to an app or they have to launch a browser with a mobile skin, it's out of the normal workflow, and then it won't get used nearly as much. So those are the three recommendations that I have. Bob, that's really useful. I appreciate your time and your insight today. Thank you so much. Very good. And just uh, lastly, if um, any of your listeners want to get more information, um, we're available at www.betamotion.com. That's excellent. Again, we've been talking about next-generation email encryption. I've been talking with Bob Janicek. He's the CTO and founder of Datamotion. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much. <laughs>